Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team, we'll continue on with season one, episode 10, Haven, uh, where we meet Troy's mom. And season one, episode 11, The Big Goodbye, uh, our first visit with good old Dixon Hill. Haven, so... Picard I, has a thing for mommies. Well, <laughs> is that now... Does he really have a thing for Loxana? Loxana insists that he right. does. <laughs> she also right. insists, though, that the other guy does, too. So right. I wonder, I do wonder if yeah. she just likes to say shit like that. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's part of her whole thing. Yeah. Because she will... she's got something. Like, yeah. And I know she's a betazoid, but I'm like, girl, I also need you to get therapy. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a lot of things that aren't great. <laughs> she, like... she reminds me so much of my mother. <laughs> She Big reminds vibe. me of some people in my family, <laughs> luckily not my mom, but I'm like, man, I'm getting some vibes off of this yeah. lady and I'm uncomfortable. I wonder if she's just maybe smarter than she lets on, sort of a Columbo effect mm. where she will do that. She will she will try to put you off balance by saying, you, you're having erotic thoughts about me yes. and that will discombobulate their thoughts enough where she could read them easier, like for reals. Mm. Yeah, that's very well could be what's happening. I mean, honestly, that's that's a thing. She does yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She definitely is very good at getting people off, like mm-hmm. off guard, or yeah, because mm-hmm. she she's a lot. She just kind of well, storms in. She not in this episode, but later on, she she even has kind of her own little breakdown. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and and part of that is, it, she's got some very real, with Alexander, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get there later. But, like, she's got this moment with this, with, with this, with this kid <laughs> that she's, like, formed this bond with. Okay. And she gets very real about how, like, her personality and, like, her personality is very big, but how she feels about the way people view her and, like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, like, I, I really do think it's, like, a front, but I, I do like what you're saying that, like, you know, putting people off, not just putting enough. them off, but like yeah. putting them off balance just enough to like that have the upper hand in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever walls they have coming in are mm. at least bent a little. Yeah. I don't know. This kind of hit me hard weird when you guys talk like just now. Cause like I have been having issues at work and um, I have noticed that, I mean, part of it is like a cover my own ass kind of thing, but I have personality like a mask that I have developed of um, Valley girl private getting bad orders from their sergeant mm-hmm. is essentially the kind of, I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. That sounds super great. I'm like, can you point to me or forward me that email or put it in writing <laughs> that, you know, this is a thing that I need to do now. And then like, and I know part of it is because it throws my boss off enough that they, aren't as mired in their, well, you just have to do it because I ordered you kind of thing. And then now they, you know, they get off kilter and it makes it easier for me to navigate those situations. And I'm like, shit, that might be what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Is like, if I can knock them off guard, it's easier for me to navigate their everything. Especially if you're telepathic. But even if you weren't telepathic, it's not. There's plenty of people I know that are just, I'm going to say something off-putting. Just so you're off balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily a manipulative thing. It's just more of a defense mechanism sort yeah. of thing. Like, I need you I need you to feel as off balance as I do all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, who hurt you? Okay, so I have a legit Star Trek question, though. What happened to Diana <laughs> Troy's dad? He, he was a Starfleet officer and died. On okay. The, not unlike Wesley's dad. Okay, okay. Like, I got that vibe, but I was like, did they ever tell me that? Or was it, like, a weird, like, a, like in a divorce? Kind of, you know, yeah. He was human, wasn't he? He was human, because yes. she's half betazoid and yes. can only be empathic and not really telepathic. I think at least at this point she said it's some... I think it was even in Farpoint where the dude that was running the base was like, I know you you federations keep your betazoids nearby to read my mind. And she's like, uh, I'm only half betazoid. My mother was betazoid. My father was a Starfleet officer. Uh, so yeah 
on the Betazoid note, like, it's weird. Like, I guess I'm just used to it in Troy, but whenever we see Loxana, is it so apparent that Betazoids have black eyes? Yes, mm-hmm. their eyes are really big. And in fact, like... Uh, well, that's but it's what... so much more on Majel Barrett, where I'm just like, whoa, what happened to your eyes? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think she's wearing, like, contacts or something. Well, she, yeah, yeah so is wearing a mm-hmm. all the time, but it's yeah. not as noticeable on her. Oh, I thought yeah. it was super noticeable with Maybe. Troy. Well, yeah. she's got, like, big old doe Bambi eye kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah, so that's how it comes off. But I also think it's literally larger on Luxana. Could be. And it could be, like, a little, like, a hint of, like, she's only half betazoid kind of thing that's true yeah or just i've seen her enough with those black eyes that i'm used to it Mm. whereas with major barrett she plays obviously nurse chapel and Mm. and she's played other roles to the point where i've seen her in other contexts but anytime you see marina certos she has black eyes even Mm. when she's a gargoyle yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah speaking of uh characters that play other famous characters the guy who plays Wyatt, he uh-huh. goes on to play the bad guy in uh, uh, like a series of Criminal Minds episodes, I believe, oh. and then was it he? might it might have been like two episodes, huh. um, but he, I know for sure he was in at least one Criminal Minds episode, and then I think he's been in several Law and Order episodes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Makes sense. Nice. He's uh, a good, solid character actor. Yeah. yeah. All right. I see but, that. but the whole time I was like, "You a bad guy? <laughs> I know you yeah, a bad guy." And then he turned out to be chill, and I was like, oh, "Don't." hate when they have like a really iconic character somewhere else or whatever yeah. they just like hit you and then you just sort of like I'm waiting for you to fuck up like, <laughs> cause that's what you do with that other show there was a like, criminal like, minds where Jonathan Frakes was not the killer but he, doing some bad shit yeah no well no he was yeah his his daughter was a killer but it turns out he's been abusing girls the whole time and yeah. I'm like Hanker no like, no <laughs> or as Troy keeps calling him Bill, Bill. Right. She needs I to cut that shit out. You, you it's told me this, me the fuck is, out. this is the last episode where she does that. Memory right? Alpha tells. I guess they haven't figured out that his name is Will. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like Bill, and you're you're pissing him and me off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so not um, it, there's some subtlety here, obviously, but if I was going to write the fanfic of which I may still do. I would say she does that to keep them a little bit, like, as a reminder of you're choosing the starship over me. Mm. Like, like a little bit retaliation kind of punishment. <laughs> like, all right, Bill, because you didn't get want to get together with me. She's you decided there are two sides to him. There's Bill and there's Will, and she does not like Bill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you want to be a starship captain. <laughs> I'm amazed we've gotten this far into the episode without discussing Yar's hair at the rehearsal. <laughs> okay, but he could I, not get over her hair, and then when he pointed like it, it out, it was a of architecture just wondering. It's like very um, cockatiel. Yeah. Where did the rest of the hair come from? Like she just has short hair, and then yeah. she's just oh no, that's all that's lift. all that is. I don't think it's been invented yet in '90s terms. However, <laughs> it's definitely invented by obviously the future. <laughs> That's called hairspray called bedhead, and it's basically <laughs> just full on silicone, and it just makes your hair do whatever it needs to. And plus, yeah, that when your hair is sh- hard to wash, when out. your hair is shorter, you can make it do more with like products. Yeah, because like, I think get, her hair looks down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So basically, what she's done is she's made it stand entirely on end, mm. like very mohawk esque. But without like the sleek wax look, I I, I kind thought of it was cute. <laughs> love the whole dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's hilarious. These people have great comedic chops, and like, isn't Data like hovering around? It was is that the he's Mr. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah, he's super fascinated by everything, and like, and Sir Patrick Stewart just has the best comedic ability. Oh like, God. it's amazing because he's uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> I love Mr. Hobb in the background just continuously ringing the gong, and you're like, even, "This is chaos." Even it's before him with the little like the hors d'oeuvre phase, you know, where they weren't even sitting down yet, where Picard is like, "Well, that's enough of that. I forbid you to fight anymore. The matter is resolved," and like no clear winner, just like <laughs> it's resolved. Everyone, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, big mood." I see the very first note on your note, Z. This is the first time that I shipped Riker and Troy. Ah, okay. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. not even in the first episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'm kind of there with them. I'm like, I want them to figure out their shit so bad. Yeah. <laughs> They're the two that do. It takes them a while. It takes them a while. A long time, yeah. Like, but Picard and Beverly just won't. 
Like even at, like no. even after Wesley's grown and uh, spoiler alert moved on to a higher plane of existence, they're all like, "Well, we we can't, we shouldn't, we should we? No, we shouldn't. Probably not. Should we? Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, just lock him in a closet. Bang. <laughs> and there's an episode where they do that essentially. What the fuck? Like aliens psychically link them so that they can read each other's thoughts and and. Even then, after it's over, they're like, yeah, we probably shouldn't. And I'm like, fuck the both of you! Please! <laughs> I now understand why the soulmate goose of enforcement is a thing that happens in fandom. Yeah. There's a goose that knows when soulmates aren't, aren't banging, and it will just do whatever it can, untitled goose game style, to get them to bang. And the fandom's wild. I think with Riker and Troy, it's it's interesting because they, they both have their separate stuff figured out. I think that helps. Mm. Like, Riker is who he is, and he's, like, unapologetic about it. Yeah. And then it gets to the point, like, not quite yet, but Troy definitely gets to the point where she's like, I'm going to have sex with who I'm going to have sex with. Like, this yeah. is my life that I'm living mm. over here. Once they both kind of lock into that, <laughs> then I think it's better for the two of them to, like... Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Riker's still figuring some stuff out because he, he is. goes through some. Ex- like I think he always thought of himself as the Kirk model of Starfleet officer. Like I'm gonna work up the ranks and then I'll be a captain and everything will be great. Yeah. And now he's like found this really relaxing cruise ship to work on. He's like, maybe I can chill the fuck out for the rest of my life. I don't know. <laughs> it turns out that I I have all my needs met. Yeah, and like and and, and, and my I, best I, bitch is here. Yeah. And, like, do I want more than this? Like, yeah. I get it. I think Bro, I yeah, get it. He's deciding what he wants. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have a whole lot of notes on this. I like Lepsana's plant mm-hmm. thing as like the fun aside. <laughs> yes. And then the, I don't know, le- more deeper aside? It's not really. It's not a deeper aside. I kind of weirdly appreciate that Wyatt was a much better artist. i like it so much so like she's not bad she is not bad she can draw she can definitely draw but he has like i mean he's like showing like even the little sketchbook that just really quickly is a bunch of different types of art styles and they're all just bang on and he's doing like character studies of like eye studies and like (laughs) this is the shape of her nose and all this and and i just so badly want ariana to like see her the i'm going like oh Dang, you're better than me. Like I just <laughs> one of it as a small little line, like like so much so because yeah, they their prop people were flexing. I'm just saying this episode, prop people were flexing. Yeah, I mean the the weird treasure chest with a dude's face on. Yes, it. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't weird, but how Yar interacted with it was weird. Yeah, where she's like, because she jewels. Well, like, well, she ran up and like saw the face, and like she had to like get down on one knee and put her face next to the face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? You're the security officer? <laughs> I Can don't understand why your face first? has to get level with the other things. Well, who's going to do it if not her? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you're true. Because you're right. Yeah. But like, anyway, I, t- I thought that was weird. And then the jewels spilling out. I actually was like, oh, candy. Oh, no, wait, gems. <laughs> Forbidden <laughs> candy. <laughs> I might have just been hungry at the time. And I was like, oh, candy. And I was like. Oh, no, wait, never mind. That's like a bribe. Really fascinating to me how, like, they spend the episode, and at least I got to a place where, like, okay, Wyatt and Troy, I think, like, could get to a point where they could be very happy. Let's say right. they had to get married. Yeah. They were understanding each other. They were bonding. They could get to a level of contentment. Yes. Yeah. And I was they like, had enough in common that it wouldn't be just internal. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think they could have been happy and they could have made that work. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, blonde bitch shows up and it's immediately like, like oh, no, I got to go, lady. Like, yeah. it's like you were throwing it away for, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it works out better for Troy, but at the same time, it works out better like, for him too. And he, you know, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they just, you know, I think they just liked him because he was a doctor and was gonna solve all their problems. Like that's the vibe I got. It too. felt less like a true love across the universe and more like, oh, you're gonna yeah. solve a problem for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost like her dad or whoever the guy was is like whoring out his daughter's image to <laughs> the universe, trying to catch someone who will come save them. Look at my beautiful <laughs> daughter. I'm gonna make her wear a weird bikini. <laughs> Apparently yeah. we don't wear clothes here. <laughs> yeah. The the holodeck program that Riker picks to go brood 
is just <laughs> the dullest goddamn holodeck program I think I've ever seen. It's a, it's original series Alien Planet of the Week B. Yeah. <laughs> I so so two things. I think it's in this episode as well. Deanna does say, well, I am a counselor here on the ship. Uh-huh. Like she, she said, I have a job function. Mm-hmm. I am qualified for this job function. It has, like, a Betazoid helps, but, it, like, I am a counselor. And then that, <laughs> where he picks the weirdest fucking location. And now I'm just like, oh, my God. Troy, there's, like, a whole level of, like, questions you can ask for therapy of, like, where's your go-to holotech? Like... That would that would give me so much information of like True. this gives me an insight into who you are, my dude. Like this is the place you pick, really. And it's this? A okay. Few episodes later, where Riker picks a holodeck program that is his energy underlined. <laughs> a jazz club filled with bimbos. Nice. Oh <laughs> like, god, just, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's like. Oh yeah, like why was I why was I playing with the Atari twenty six hundred when I could have been you know playing the Xbox One? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just not thinking. Like, does she have access to hologram hologram or hologram hollow deck records of like <laughs> what are you struggling with? Oh, all right, I'm I'm seeing some insight here. <laughs> I bet she could request those. She's she's probably got the right level to like. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not but everyone on the ship could access your holodeck records, but I feel like the doctor and the counselor should be able to. But now I'm kind of wondering about ethically, is that mm. an okay thing to do? Maybe if you give permission, kind of like today's medical. Okay. Like, like okay. a HIPAA thing? Yeah, like it involves yeah. a holodeck? Maybe. Like I'm going to request your holodeck records in the la- for the last six months just to see if maybe I can pick up on why you're having these weird, terrifying nightmare <laughs> migraines. Well, because even there's a character much later in the show that has a holodeck addiction. Um, oh, shit. And they, they try to help him through that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I Escapism. That's I'm having a hard start. time pulling myself away from Stardew Valley. I get it. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I'm like, but my chickens, like, they're not even real. They're not even real. <laughs> Just ones and zeros. Oh, wow. Anything else? We've reached our commercial break time. Okay, well, now we can talk about the tiny harpists. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. This is the tiny harpist. In fact, I, I immediately I was thinking, like, tiny dancer. It's like, tiny harpists, harping for Riker. Do what you want me to do. Like, that's all I could think of watching these little ladies play the harp. Hey, that's the commercial. <laughs> And B, the first thing I thought of when I saw that, I was like, oh, Spotify and Space. <laughs> well, my note was, like, Riker sitting there and Yar calls down from the bridge. And I'm like, if my note is quiet, Yar, I'm watching my stories. <laughs> <laughs> they were uncomfortably staring right at him. I was like, and, they, he, yeah. and he was, they filmed it no content. And he's yeah. all, like, leaned back in his chair. Is this Spotify or is this an OnlyFans? <laughs> it's, it's, I think yeah. it's an OnlyFans. He's just sitting there like, but, it, like, it's not even sexual, necessarily. Oh, yeah. It's just a vibe. And he's like, <laughs> I'm so content with this vibe. <laughs> Maybe that's, like, a thing in, in you know, the future. Be like, uh, I need to relax. And so that's the OnlyFans account is for. Why is <laughs> that on the holodeck with these two? Right? Yeah. Maybe it was booked up. Maybe. Maybe he was booked up and he was just like, I only got like 20 minutes ago. He was doing his little mini thing. Maybe (laughs) real people aren't allowed to be generated by the holodeck. They're going to drop that like in the next episode. (laughs) Oh, okay. I think they've always been able to do it because didn't your episodes, Young Bai had like a martial art thing in holodeck? Yeah, but it was like an indistinct form. Like it was just, Mm. like I don't think it was a person with a face. It was just... Yeah, yeah, I guess I can remember. Yeah, Worf's missing, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah, I wanted, to, I, I would have liked to hear what he had to say about how like this is your culture's mating ritual. <laughs> All right, I dig. You know, or so whatever it is. You yeah. know, yeah. like he doesn't have to poo-poo it. He could be like, "What is going on here? The, There's no violence in this." <laughs> yeah, like I like the bell. The gong is good. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The, the weird like black orb a captain's chair on the plague ship eventually finds its way into Worf's quarters in later episodes. <laughs> nice. Well they had a Lysol and scrub it down and once the plague is done, they just like they went up to auction and maybe that's what Worf does. He like buys out old storage units or whatever. <laughs> Much like we did for the podcasting <laughs> space this week. Yeah. 
to her. I think it's a little bit cute that Dr. Crusher thinks that humans would want to cure a virus. It's optimistic. <laughs> it is. Well, that was that was my thought. Because we, we, we have some lived experience that shows that they don't. Yeah. <laughs> there are Federation and not like the mass culture. So Maybe once they she... got over their capitalism stuff, then yeah. the rest just fell into place. And then she was just like, yeah, humans. But I, what I really mean is like us. Federation would want to cure a virus. Yeah. Because we all know that there are some fools elsewhere. <laughs> we're talking about Starfleet peoples. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Shall we take a commercial break? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you tired of the same old, same old in your dating life? I think I'm ready to meet the forever person that I've been dreaming about since I was a child. <laughs> Messages of social enlightenment. Water is life. Black yes. lives matter. Trans lives matter. Stop Asian hate. Get your shots. Get your shots. Get you vaccinated. Yeah. Vaccinate your kids. Yes. Yeah. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Even if you've been vaccinated. like we're, we're, Right. We're, honestly, we might be... Oh, ah, gonna knock on the little wooden coasters I have. Might could be possibly closer to the end of this than the beginning yeah. Hopefully. Maybe. Uh, I will say good news. I saw that a team in Texas mm-hmm. basically redid the vaccine and they um so it's their own. They they kind of like they started from scratch and they kind of made the vaccine again, but they are not going to patent it. They're going to use it open source and then they have already given it to several different countries. Nice. Nice. Um because I you know obviously as as one knows, uh one of the major issues is that Pfizer and whatever the fuck BioNTech has been trying to sell the vaccine to other countries and, uh, and usually the price is too high. Yeah. So And then variants happen. And the variants yeah. happen because it, this is a worldwide illness. You can't be like, well, America's vaccinated. Also, America's only vaccinated 30%, but like, whatever. That's another <laughs> thing. So, anyway. But yeah. Go Texas for once. What the fuck? Good job. That's maybe the so, only thing you can uh, praise them for. Yeah, let's not encourage them too much. These two particular... Go <laughs> oh, scientists in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> God help you if you need an abortion in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Entirely. Well, with the abortion matter, apparently uh, male vasectomies have had a huge spike. Which like, good job, dudes. There, there's been a 25% increase of them in this room. <laughs> but no, I mean, I was like, that's, that's, that's technically, technically, I have a hero consult. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, it's hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent right. of the oh. eligible. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was having fun with the numbers. Yeah, fun with math. I'm sorry, I, I don't do math, so I need, I need the true, true. Stop complaining. Period. But, well, <laughs> no, yes. Oh yeah, but. If you if if you start complaining about the fact that like schools are closing or aren't are in person, just stop for a second and realize that teachers are professional human beings who are trained to yeah. be teachers. Mm-hmm. They are not babysitters. They're mm-hmm. not you know just glorified people that you stick your kids with for you mm-hmm. know the whole day. And if they are having problems and if they can't come, do you really want your kids just like? packed in a room with a whole bunch of other kids with, like, very little supervision. I'm like, sometimes schools need to close, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you really need the school to open just for free daycare, like, at least recognize that that's the issue. Right, like, be honest about it. good daycare in this country. I'm hearing a lot of nonsense about, like, oh, well, the kids are being harmed when they're not in school. I'm like... So you would rather them just be in school not learning anything than you would them, you know, right. safe at home not dying. Right. Be honest about the fact that you needed free health care. Right. And that's a societal issue that needs to be changed. Yeah. Like, we need to have better child care services. Yes. We need to have jobs that are more flexible. We need mm-hmm. to have uh, paid time off for parents, especially, or for everyone, really. Like, sick, sick leave, living wages. Like, there's so much that we need. 
advocate for those instead of yelling at your teacher for, you know, yeah. or your principal for having to close the school. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I like, guess... turn your frustrations to the appropriate place. Yeah. That's what I think I want. I guess <laughs> some public schools even have rules that they have to have so many children in attendance for them to even open the school. So if too oh, many people wow, call yeah. out sick, they have to close anyway. Mm-hmm. Here's a big umbrella thought. Service professionals are not policy makers. Right. True. Yeah. So... They're also not your enemy. <laughs> screaming at someone about policy that is performing that service isn't helpful. Yeah. It yeah. All, all it is is you yelling to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes you a bully because you're bullying someone else yeah. to Yeah. Like you feel, feel better, better about and nothing will change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wear your seatbelt. Yeah. yeah. Get into therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Honest to God. I need to make one really hard phone call of that. Do we need for this podcast's goal is to have a twenty five percent increase of people in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will call somebody this week. I think you should. I, yeah, no, I know. And I've been going through a lot of shit right now that's heavy, and I don't mm-hmm. want to carry that burden without help anymore. Even no. if you weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. But like yeah. an hour of all times, I yeah, should probably yeah. really call somebody. And, and because you're going through shit, doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, everybody that needs to be in therapy it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It just means that you're a human functioning in yeah. a world. And if you're like me, there's a person with a name who's causing you that shit. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that really you should ethically, morally, or legally do to them. <laughs> Sometimes it helps just to fucking vent. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I'm hopeful for. <laughs> and a therapist can f- take that venting and has the training to maybe make it into something more productive. That's and if you're not like. vibing with your therapist, it's okay to find a new one. 150%. Yeah. Inter- interview, interview your therapist yes. before you commit. Okay. Like you, like my, my therapist told me this because of reasons, but she was saying that... You can call and be like, what are your styles of therapy? What mm-hmm. are your specialties in? What are your opinions on the, like, what's your opinions on the LGBTQ community? What are your opinions on non-Christian religions? Like, how would you handle that oh, in a patient? Yeah. You can interview them. Find out if it's going to be a good fit before you right. commit. And okay. And if, if, they, advice, if they object like, to it, if they object to it, like, no, you need to come in. Red flag. Yeah, right. they're, not, they're not even shouldn't be on your list no more. And, okay. And, and okay. Be, cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm actually, like, literally taking notes right yeah. now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it gives you anxiety, like uh, rejection anxiety in reverse, like uh, to like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt my therapist's feelings. Yeah. Oh. They're a professional. Yeah, that's their job. They're, they're yeah. Kind, yeah, they'll find somebody else who will pay them. You so. can reject a therapist <laughs> and not be a dick about it. You don't want, yeah, yeah. Right. like it's just eh, we're gonna don't move on. say no and burn their house down. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> or show up at their office and have to tell them why no. Mm. It's just. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna pass. Like, Demystify therapy because, yeah. like, like with that level of mystification about it, it goes in good and bad ways. Like mm-hmm. some people are like, "Oh my god, my therapist is everything," and if I don't have my therapist, I'm gonna die. Uh... And other people are like, "Oh my god, my therapist is ruining my life." <laughs> Neither of those are good directions to be yeah. in. Yeah, and if they are, they're Hannibal Lecter. But that's a podcast that we're doing later. <laughs> <laughs> good segue. Yes, I managed one. <laughs> Speaking yes. Of. <laughs> if you enjoy our word mouth units, uh, Eris and I will be starting Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Uh, we don't have a premiere date as of this recording, but by the time this episode posts, we might. And we're going to go through all of the books, the movies, and the TV shows, yes. uh, uh, including Clarice. Eh. It's like one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but that will have some guests on occasionally, maybe even some of your fellow away team members for some of the movies. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be a limited thing because Thomas Harris doesn't write all that much, and he's there's not going to be a lot of new Hannibal Lecter stuff that we'll yeah. have to catch up with. Good for him. Yeah. You know, going off of royalty. The show could be done by the end of this year. Yeah, yeah. very feasibly. Very yes. feasibly. Yeah. The Fourth Wall in its entirety and As the Myth Turns in its entirety mm-hmm. is available on PartyApocalypse.com along with books, blogs, movie reviews. My most recent book, uh, if any of these stories goes over 1,000 words, this entire book will explode, is available in ebook. Uh, paperback and audiobook from Audible. And on February 15th, then uh, the Once and Future Orson Welles, the trilogy capper of my Orson Welles series, will also be available in paperback and ebook. So go to partyapocalypse.com for all your entertainment needs. Eris, Twitch. Yeah. I do have a Twitch. 
Um, I won't even make a dumb joke about it. So <laughs> I do art on Twitch. You can find me at Aris O'Reilly. Um, I believe it's uh, twitch.tv backslash Aris O'Reilly. I apologize. I'm not the best streamer. My schedule is very chaotic. But go ahead and check out my VOD. See if you like it. A lot of times I do just like chill art hangout kind of streams. I don't know what you're into. Maybe you need like background noise or something. I got you covered. Z. Yes. You sound upset about your no. TikTok. No. <laughs> I just, I do the spiel every time and I feel like I'm irritating people. No. I, I thought Why? it was the exact opposite of the whole like, it has grown so far beyond yeah. my control and it's become its own <laughs> person. It might as well be another character on the show. I want to hear about the TikTok. I want to be <laughs> hip to what the kids are into these days. That's what you're here for. You keep me young. <laughs> well, I, yes, I have a TikTok. I don't post as often as I would like to, but I have quite a few videos on there. Um, I'm just over 9,000 followers. I think I'm almost 9.5,000 followers. But um, anyways, yeah, you can find me on TikTok at underscore. It's just Z underscore. Yeah. yeah. Love of my life. See? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> uh, uh, TNS things to plug? plug? <laughs> <laughs> no. Lo siento. With that, we'll go back to our episode. <laughs> the Big Goodbye. I thought it should have been called The Battle of the Balds. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but in the future they won't care that you don't have <laughs> quote Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart on that. Um, my very first note though was what? Why are we? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> well, finally, two years after we started this podcast, a holodeck broke. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I also kind of, um, so obviously the, like the premise that he has to speak the insect mm -hmm. language. And I'm like, okay, first of all, they've said that we haven't seen them, but it's an insectoid people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is cool because that's like, we should see less humanoid aliens yeah. just in mm, general. I yeah. get, I get budgets or a yeah. thing with that. <laughs> I totally understand. But that's cool that they're like adding into the world building. And also, like, it's an incredibly linguistic problem. The whole coaching, I was like, first of all, don't coach him like this. With the whole, like, the bee makes a this sound or whatever, unless it's followed by this. And I'm like, no, just say the sounds. and what. But, yeah. but then, like, Troy makes this comment of, like, there is such a thing as over-preparing. And now I am full on. They didn't mention it, but I'm like, is... Is Picard trying to just straight up learn their language? Like, is he I can see him going so that far. <laughs> that he already memorized the thing that he's supposed to say. Yeah. That now he's just sort of like, okay, but, but what if they respond? Or what if I have to talk to them? <laughs> Shit, what if they small talk me? Oh, fuck, I'm going to need to have to memorize. So I got to learn language. I just got to fucking learn. Because now he's getting into actual, like, book learning of, like, all right, if you put the M and the H together, it makes this noise. And, you know, and I'm like, you don't need that to memorize one phrase. I thought that was cute. The linguist in me was very pleased. I was just like, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Like, I don't know. I was just doing yeah. it. And <laughs> nothing to do with the rest of the episode. <laughs> I, well, I think like that ends there when he finally does it because they made a big deal about it and it was just like funny noises. Like, yeah. And just a proper Shakespearean actor had to stand there for two minutes and everybody applauded him at the end. Yeah. Which I wanted the, the hot tub? I forgot what the insectoid people's names for I have forgotten are. as well. Keep Did talking. You call them hot tub? I, I heard hot, hot tub. I heard hot tub as well. Hot tub? I thought it was H-A-T-T-A-N. Like, but name. I also don't know where my brain pulled that from. I might be getting it confined with somebody else's actual name mm. from earlier. I just wanted them to be like, why are you clapping? Yeah. Why are you clapping? <laughs> that wasn't that hard or something. Gerada. Okay, I don't know where I got that. I think the t t Gerata mm -hmm. part kind of threw me out anyway. It had nothing to do with the episode, really. The episode was like, he needs a break to de-stress, and that's the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got real caught up in the stressful part. <laughs> <laughs> I have always loved that Captain Picard, like, he is 
well-versed in Shakespeare and the classics, but he also just loves trash. Like, <laughs> just pulp. Yeah, like... Yeah, and like he grew up in in, in the vineyards of France, and he could could just be the most worldly man in the world. But like, ooh, pulp magazines, <laughs> and get just straight up like nerd out on that shit. He's kind of a nerd. He yeah. is. Yeah. He, he, they get into it later. Like he loves archaeology mm-hmm. uh-huh. and like learning about other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's great. <laughs> and he, yeah. Uh, in, in, like, some of the novels, it talks about how he has a standing request with archivists back on Earth because a large part of the Dixon Hill canon was lost in World War Three. Like, it just dis- got destroyed, like, a lot oh, of other wow. records. Yeah. And so he's like, anytime it's a new one's uncovered, like, they have... To, he's got a Google News alert for <laughs> they found a new Dixon Hill story. Somebody like, has... Like, <laughs> we have to call our benefactor yeah. because, I mean, money doesn't exist anymore, and yet somehow... Picard has figured out how to, like, fund their whatever and put his name as a donor and an investor on their whole thing. Yep. Yes. Oh, man. That's neat. Yeah. That would be, like, me with Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I'd just be, like, straight up and, like, hold up. I know Nintendo, like, stopped being in existence in, like, 20, you know, 92, yeah. you know, but, like, I'm gonna need all the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's, like, a classy dude, but he, and it's not even, like, a guilty pleasure thing where he won't talk about it. He's like, hey, everybody, come on, come down to the hall. Yeah, no, no, you know how gangsters. He called a staff meeting yeah, to yeah. tell all the senior officers about his playtime on the hall yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was honestly very cute. It's like, and they had to sit there and watch their boss he's nerd like, out. You're really into this, aren't you? And the daughter was like, wait a second. What relationship to this is Sir Sherlock Holmes is there? And be like, ah, this is a pastiche of Sherlock Holmes. I'm in. Right. I'm immediately in. I'm going to read all the Dixon Hill things and I'm going to do this. And that was what's so great. Like when they when he's researching that, he like the display of all the Dixon Hill stories, they got so much verisimilitude in there that you, I thought, for, like when I was a kid, I thought Dixon Hill was a real fictional character that predated Star Trek. It made me <laughs> want to Google Dixon Hill and see if something popped up that totally I just... Totally created for the show. That's amazing. Yeah, they, 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 and I, when I was a kid, I like I, I literally went to the library looking for Dixon Hill books, oh, no. and they oh, don't exist. No. I, I think they actually like as a Star Trek tie-in, they did write one. Okay, but, okay, but not. Uh, it, it's not a real thing, and it right, and it, yeah. and it makes me mad. Because there's a ton of crime noir from even that era yeah, that I'm like sure. I I know exists, but I don't know like the major players, and I don't know major characters or whatever. So like, yeah. Eh. Remington, like, might have been yeah, this might have been a real real thing, yeah. Raymond Chandler, and, yeah, yeah, that sort of. Like thing. I know some of the author names, but I'm like I don't remember who he wrote about. Sam Slade is one of them, but mm. he's got like five other dudes. Philip Marlowe and yeah. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, totally, yeah. It's cool. It's very cool. And of course, the author listed as the creator of Dixon Hill was the writer of the episode. No, oh, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah. that's funny. Who went on to create Sliders? Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and is Mel Torme's son? None of that mean anything to me. <laughs> Sliders, Sliders was a was movie? It, a no, show. Sliders was a TV show. Shit, all right. Yeah. It was actually I'm, kind I'm of fun that. to watch. Yeah. It got really ridiculous after a little while, but like okay, the I'm first in. couple seasons were pretty great. I won't even they, have to make a podcast. After a while, they're fighting yeah. like Nazi. Of course. Aliens, aliens that live in or alternate universes or something. Something, yeah, yeah. But basically, it's like this nerdy scientist kid who like figured out how to slide between alternate universes oh yeah uh, that's why they're jerry sliders. o'connell baby yes. jerry o'connell yes okay. and uh john reese davies uh yeah oh who, who's the dwarf he plays gimli gimli <laughs> oh shit okay yeah yeah, yeah. he's like the the grown-up in the room yeah not a bad show <laughs> i mean I, I would watch it yeah not even for podcasts yeah. i just watch it it's gotta be on something right now right um I, I don't like think so. it, it was yeah. on like Netflix for a while, but yeah, I don't think so anymore. The uh, Next Generation was on Hulu, and it's not anymore. It's, it's not, been it's dropped, and it's quickly dropping off of everything that's not Paramount Plus. So oh, yeah, you guys mm-hmm. are going to be gifted a Paramount Plus subscription here pretty soon, <laughs> I would guess. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we'll have ways around that. Okay. A big inside joke in our house isn't from this episode. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's so stupid and it's only gonna make sense to us (laughs) famed character actor Dick Miller Uh, he's been in lots of stuff uh, both Gremlins movies really any movie by Joe Dante is that Red Block or who was who was that uh, the the newspaper guy oh okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. you've seen him in lots of stuff yeah 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 
And so I think we were watching something else with him in it. And, and so Laura goes to IMDb and starts looking up all the things he's been in. And it's hundreds and hundreds of things. Mm-hmm. In fact, they made a documentary about him called, like, That Guy Dick Miller. Because you see his face, and you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. yeah. And she starts looking up the roles. And she's like, she, he played somebody in Next Generation called Vendor. And, I, and like, like some alien name. And I'm like, he was a newspaper vendor. And she's like, oh. So now like, Vendor. Yeah. I am Vendor. <laughs> <laughs> the man who sells. So now, anytime I see him in anything, I'm like, it's Vendor! <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This episode won a Peabody Award. Interesting. Really? For excellence in television broadcasting. Interesting. It was no, very fun. It was very fun. Like, I don't understand why it's award worthy necessarily, yeah. but it's good. I Is it an every year award? Because it could be that maybe there were slim pickets. <laughs> maybe. For the other ones. The George Foster Peabody Awards, or simply Peabody Awards, uh, named for the American businessman and philanthropist George Peabody, honored the most powerful, enlightening, and invigorating stories in television, radio, and online media. The awards were conceived in 1938. Uh, Each entry is evaluated on the achievement of standards established within it in its own context. Hmm. This is a good episode. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, it could be just maybe that this year they just didn't have a lot of... (laughs) Or awesome. maybe it was such a, such something di- more, eh, what's the word I'm trying to find here? Like, it was something that was so different from anything that they'd seen before. True. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really. Within its own context, it definitely works. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had, like, multiple issues that interchange with each other. Yeah, no, I, I think the writing was super solid yeah. on this one. I love yeah. that Crusher was just willing to just really go hard and get yeah. into it. Like, she was, all, like, up until the dude got the shot, first, she was into this. Yeah. Like, first time the captain asked me to dress up, I'm nailing <laughs> Yes. I don't care if it's for a stupid, it's like, it's for a stupid nerd thing. But I'm going to support him in that. <laughs> it, it is awarded every year. There is a limit of 30 now. Mm-hmm. But the maximum record was 46 in 2013. So it is okay. a goodly amount of things that are handed out. So There's also a, that great scene where she's like learning what it's like to be a woman in the 30s and 40s yeah, from that like, other girl. And she's is like that a go- mimicking oh, her like as yeah. she's like powdering her nose. And then the, the guy... the the cop, I think, asked her if she wanted some gum, and she said sure, and she, like, swallows it right away, and he sort of looks at her yeah. like, oh, you're still hot. Like, yeah. yeah, and then he, like, hits on her very uncomfortably, and she's like, is that a good thing? I feel like, I feel like gum is too popular with middle schoolers for it to not exist in the future. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, it being banned from my middle school, and there was a wall outside to the prefab building that was just, like, from, like, waist high to as high like as you could reach of just gum. <laughs> oh, my God, Like, yeah. middle schoolers like gum. That's <laughs> true. Maybe they, maybe they got something better, like, in the future that, like, doesn't, that, like, lasts longer, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't too impressed with this episode, but I didn't, like, not like it. Right. It felt very original series. Mm, it um, does have that shenanigans vibe. Yeah, <laughs> but not, I don't know, like, not shenanigans of, like, fourth movie shenanigans. No, fourth right, movie right. shenanigans was mm. my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this was, like, I was like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I, w- I was at the end, Data drops, the g- he pinches the tip of the gun and drops it. I was like, that bitch could still go off, Data, you know that. Come on. <laughs> he picks up the gunshot wound and carries him honeymoon style through the threshold. And I'm like, yeah. that can't be good for a no-exit gunshot wound. <laughs> yeah. and, like, you're, you're... and couldn't they have just beamed him directly to sick bay at that point? Because she yeah. was like, don't move him. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Did he live... We don't see him again, but uh, sure. Did, maybe. Did, but did they mention what happened to him? No. In the episode? No, it like yeah. ends like... Yeah, with them Data carrying him off. They're like, he character. got delivered to sickbay, <laughs> so like you assume the doctor did her job. Yeah. And because really the last of is Picard on the bridge doing his uh, insect speak. Although the, the fiction expert uh, is definitely Mac's dream job. Like, fiction I mean, expert on a, on a starship? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why a starship needs a fiction expert, but damn, that's a good sweet job. <laughs> Apparently they do. 
Um, unfortunately, it seems like maybe... It seems to come up a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So far, it's 100% casualty rate. <laughs> so I don't know. Great workers comp before you That's true. sign that paperwork is all, all yeah. I'm going to say. If I was better at science, crypto... Uh, crypto, yeah, zoology, for sure. Sure. I want to I study... Uh, the the folklore of, yeah. of not even just like zoology. I want just like the ones that probably don't exist. <laughs> okay, what's your dream job on a ship? Z. We got cryptozoologist. We got a fiction expert. Anthropologist. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We share a lab because I like I think it's too small. Like you need to be like the astrologist. I would be down to be the astrologist. That's a lot yeah. of science though, and I'm not good at science. I'll I'll. Okay. Oh well, like, not not astronomy, astrology. Yeah, it's still a lot of science. That's true. It's still like a lot of like what degree were the planets at? What okay. degree was the constellation yeah. at? But the computer could help you with that. That's true. You could just build maps and stuff with the computer. That's true. So you oh, you know, what would be really cool is that you could do um, the uh, astrology anthropologist yeah. to where you study. The um like forms of like there, birth tracking or but not like is, like from a data standpoint like different cultures zodiacs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, there is a like a historian astrologer kind of thing, yeah. which is like um because the the like in in a chart like you've got like, like I think there's like ten or more placements of planets. And it's like the last four only change every like year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them only change every decade. And so you can see like the way that astrology has had an effect on history, like based on what planet is in what placement. And like, okay. so like historian astrology is like totally. Yeah. Thin. And now you have to do it for other planets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be wild. Cause like I, I want to do, I want to study if I was on, if I was on the on board of enterprise mm-hmm. and they had like a science mission or something mission i want to study other cultures fake animals and like the folklore around them like yeah. i want to go to the other planet and be like what's your sasquatch kind of thing xenocryptozoology xenocryptozoology i want that job so bad <laughs> yes laura what's your dream job on starship that isn't like you know main character stuff. Just you know, mm-hmm. yeah, just, oh, yeah just pursue your own interests. Sort background of thing. stuff. Hmm. I mean, some sort of historian could be really cool. Um, I don't know. Hmm. No wrong answers. It's podcast land. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I said an answer, and you guys said no. We didn't say no. We said dig bigger. What type of? We want. We want more for you. Specialize it. Anthropology. That's what I'm going for to get my degree no, now. Yeah. <laughs> Specialize it. But you're on a spaceship now. You can do anything you want. I'll be a xenoanthropologist. There we go. <laughs> I mean, but that's super useful though. And we'll, yeah. we'll be working side by side. Yeah. You're actually, honestly, probably my boss because I'm so specialized and yeah, I'm like, well, yeah. probably not the department head. I'm just yeah. like, like I'm I'm in charge of like the weird folklore that happens on the planets. But yeah. like Z, yeah, Z yeah. handles the whole culture part of it. Yeah. I feel like I'd want to like float kind of like I don't know just jack of all trades that like whatever's interesting to me in the moment I feel like would I'd it wanna, be like, science or would it be like yes I think science stuff like a, would be really cool but like I, I mean I love history so like I don't know like a floating research assistant kind of thing so that, that like when we go cool. to a planet like, you could go with like either the scientists yeah, and study like yeah. all the okay. plants or you can but come with us oh we can analyst, get the shenanigans right. <laughs> analyst or field agent that's a question like I don't know like I, I thought like something something like forensics too like okay. I don't know there's gotta be some there's there's gotta be some murders happening somewhere maybe not <laughs> on the starship but it might oh. be cool to be like some You're forensics the guest expert. Because yes. they've got a transport Like, I'm the lab somebody. guy in the, you know, You're in the episode. I am. Yeah. But like, Space OJ you know, has but happened like, in the criminal minds. But I want to be like yeah. Garcia. I don't necessarily yeah. want to always be in the field. But like, you have helping such Barbara them. Barbara Gordon Oracle vibes. It's, there you go. I, I, there was no way I wasn't going to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, like, I, I want to be... 
the, you know, the one who's, like, putting it all together and helping them solve the crime and, like... Oh, you're the actual I need to Dixon. work maybe oh, not so Matt, much on like not so She's much the in the Federation. Dixon Hill kind of like because <laughs> Picard is like, wait a second. Oh no. Oh no. And then Crusher's gonna be like, God fucking damn it. And the Mac is like, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I need to be working for like the CIA or FBI of the future. What section thirty one? Is that the well, section thirty one? Are is they like black they're, ops. they're the bad ones? Yeah, but like, intelligence. Yeah, is, but like yeah. whatever whatever division is over oh. like the general stuff, helping people, helping other cultures solve I mean, crimes. Department <laughs> of te- uh, Temporal Investigations would be my like. Anytime mm. somebody time travels, I have to go in there and be like, "No, what did you break?" <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd work. I'd work with your department too. Like, yeah. yes. <gasps> I, and it I mostly like, it would be Kirk. Like, what did Kirk do now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like our departments would have yeah. a hand, because then oh, yeah. we, yeah. And we would need it all the time so we could just, you know, fuck around and not find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if the space stabilizes enough, but then the people, like, st- too many people saw it, so you have a cover-up story. I mean, I that's where I jump in and be like, look, all right, <laughs> they already believe in, like, this big bat thing. <laughs> so yeah. let's just use it. Yeah. <laughs> let's just, like, put our... <laughs> yep. We, we are approaching our, the end of our time. Does anyone else have anything about the big goodbye? Nope. You mean the Battle of the Balds? Battle of the Balds. <laughs> Every single time I'm not expecting balds, I'm expecting balls? <laughs> I'm expecting bulge. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah. Well, I was going for the pun, but I was doing, like, the 12-year-old middle school dumb joke of, like, yeah. Battle of the Balls. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think bulge is the highbrow joke in that no. game. <laughs> uh, next time your away team, we'll move on. We'll meet more family members in Data oh. Lore, where we meet Data's brother. <gasps> Ooh. Fuck, he's brother. Okay, cool. Do you guys watch... Uh, no, I'll ask you afterwards. Go okay. <laughs> and then Angel One, where the planet uh, visits a matriarchal society. and the Riker visits? The, tru- the crew visits a planet <laughs> with a matriarchal society, and Riker... Is put to good use. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But wait, but wait. Oh, no. But, but Picard is the one with the mommy kink. Mm, yeah, but that's he can't, true. The, he, the rules but about he him needs going to stay the on the ship. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and the like ladies want to look at a nice, pretty young thing. Yeah. Parker's yeah. like, well, time to show off my chest. Yeah. Pretty you know, much. He, yes! he pretty much. Welcomes that, that. He knows that is his role and he steps into it willingly. He's like, I knew there was a reason I was a Starfleet again. <laughs> 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 My time has come. It's like, don't worry, Captain. I got this. (laughs) So we'll see you then. Bye!